My name is Jamie Atkinson, founder of podcastclosing.com, and this show is built for six and seven figure entrepreneurs with podcasts who are looking to grow and scale their customer acquisition using that show. If you're a six or a seven figure entrepreneur with a podcast and you want to get featured on this show to talk about your own podcast journey, go to top100interview.com. Now over to your glamorous host, Brittany Chaterbock, and don't forget to subscribe for daily interview content. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Six Figure Podcast Rebels, and it's Brittany here again today. We have a very exciting guest coming on. This expert is living in Florida. He's the CEO, business marketing strategist at Profit Master Business Solutions. He's a measuring marketing expert and the host of a small of small business marketing show, Then and Now. Everyone, please welcome Howard Wolpoff. Thanks so much for jumping on, Howard. How's it going? Well, thank you for having me, Brittany. I really appreciate it. And uh, things are good today. How are you doing? Amazing. Amazing. Well, I'm doing better ever since you got onto the show. Very much excited. So uh, pumped to, you know, jump into some questions and see, uh, you know, see what you're up to. But, you know, before sure. we really jump into that, would you mind just, you know, telling us a bit of your background? Uh, because what you're doing is fabulous. And I think we should share it with the listeners, if you don't mind. Oh, not, not at all. Uh, I've been in the marketing industry for well over 25 years in sports marketing. I worked in minor league baseball for a while. I worked in a, a big facility in the New York City, Chelsea Piers, for a, a long time before that. And I've worked with two different uh, marketing and advertising agencies. It's, I've, the connecting piece has really always been small business owners. And uh, a lot of what I find is that people will take a, a their marketing is like spaghetti and throw it against the wall and seeing what sticks. And that's the direction they go in. And they spend a lot of time and money in the, in the process. So I'm a, a measured marketing expert. So working with business owners and really coming up with the right strategies to show the results they've been looking for. A lot of them are working for too long and too hard, but not seeing all the efforts of their business, the results. And when I spend time with them and create these strategies, I can show them how to increase their lead sales revenues and find $100,000 or more hidden in their business without them spending additional marketing or advertising dollars. Really, the, the key is to stop the chaos and to create the confidence and competence to exceed expectations. Love it. What you do is absolutely amazing. And I can't wait to jump into some more questions about it, you know. Um, so this, it's super exciting. So tell me, Howard, you know, you work with small business owners. What are some of the biggest challenges? And I mean, how do you go about solving these? Well, the biggest challenges is that they are an expert for something, whether it's a plumber or a, um, a any type of business that they've started. But because they're an expert in this doesn't mean they're an expert in marketing, in HR, in um uh, bookkeeping, any of the things that you need to, to really the back end of the business. So there are challenges that come up and questions that come up. So I like being there to answer those questions, to be a resource and guide to kind of rebuild the structure of their business, rebuild the market of their business, get them out in front of people in ways that they're not fully focused on doing and, uh, and, and get them the results that they're looking for. I think that's where the key people jump into business for many different reasons. A lot of it's for independence, 
A lot of it is to find the, the revenues that they can't find in a job. So you have to make sure the business is, is running smoothly and there's that flow of, of prospects that turn into real leads that turn into real sales to get that uh, revenue looking like you want it to. Right, right. Yeah. And what would you say is your like favorite, I guess, organic um, marketing strategy to get clients? Well, first and foremost, it starts with the company's website. A lot of websites were just put up because you had to put something up. There's there's still people out there who have um, the, the Wix information on the pop, top and bottom of their websites, and uh, which is no uh, shade on Wix, because I think Wix is a really great uh, opportunity for people to build websites. But those that aren't in the know leave certain things up there that makes it clear that it's not done by a professional, which is a challenge in itself, but you want to make your website a 24-7 salesperson as opposed to just a brochure. Um, right. People are on a journey and they're trying to find answers for themselves and they come to a website that is just me, me, me. This is me. This is what I do. This is how great I am. These are my awards. These are how fantastic I feel when I'm working with you is not what people are looking for. They're trying to feel right. fantastic themselves when you're working with them. So there's a lot of information that has to be directed towards a prospect. And that starts the process in going in the right direction. And there's further ways to implement things into your website so that you're able to communicate with those that are clicking on it before they go off and disappear to the next uh, competitor of yours. Right, right. And I guess when it comes to getting clients, what I know we touched on like pain points, but what is... I guess talking right now, what are the biggest pain points coming from, I guess, getting clients, getting new quality leads? It's, it's the understanding of the process. Uh, many people think that getting clients is, is easy. I guess those in business realize it's not, but that you have to be able to follow up with people once they've showed an interest. And it's, it's funny, I've learned over time. I remember when I was doing early radio sales, when I worked for uh, Westwood One Radio, national sales, and I'd make a call or two, and then did someone respond, I'd move on. But then I learned that you need to make up to five phone calls at that point. And then I learned to make 10 phone calls. But now understanding the reasoning behind it is that people are on a journey, and it's about them when they are ready, when they have enough information. So being diligent in reaching out to people is important knowing that line between showing your expertise and your interest in what their needs are as opposed to harassing them is very important to, to know that as well. Um, I spoke with someone recently and I asked them about their process. They are a, um, a party company that does the rentals for the chairs and the tables and, and, and those silverware. And so what happens? I ask him. He said, well, they, they know us. We're the best in the business and they call us and we talk about what they need for the party. We give them a quote right there on the phone. And we say, okay, you ready? Let's let's do this. Let's get let's get all set up. So, well, what about the people who have to think about it? Well, we don't call them back. What do you mean you don't call them back? Well, you've given a, you know, a proposal. Obviously, they're going to shop it against other people as right. well. If they want to talk to someone else, then I'm not interested in them. Well, think about how much money that person is leaving on the table. Where Again, it, they may have to speak to a, a partner. They may have to speak to someone who's planning the event with them. There's many reasons why people can't say yes at the moment. And right. not following up with them 
is is insanity when it comes to your your revenues at the end of the year. Absolutely, you know the fortunes in the follow up. You know when their when their clock is at twelve and the belief is there and they're ready, they're going to jump in if if it's if it's the right fit for them. So I hundred percent stand behind you know the follow up as well. Um, I think it's a super super important to follow up. You know, and not only just you know make the sales and this and that, but that, that relationship, you know, so for whoever thinks that, you know, you're not going to, if they are looking into uh, elsewhere or competitors, like, oh, I don't need to follow up with them. I, I just, I don't think that's right because it doesn't show okay that they care, right? But yeah. you, you need to, this is an opportunity for you to show what great customer service you have, what great other offerings, what added value you can provide. This is, this is when the sales process is going on. But also, it's uh, it does help differentiate you between the the different competition in your market. If you're just letting it go to somebody else, then uh, then it's it's really a detriment to your business. Absolutely, agree with you there for sure. Now, can you touch a little bit about how you, your follow up process works well, within your business? Sure. Well, you have to again be diligent without pressing because there are people who. Right really have just the problems making decisions for one, two are trying to really make the right decision and you can't just keep calling them, for example. There's so many different ways that people communicate. So um, when I'm working with a prospect, I'm learning things about them as well. So I've connected with them on LinkedIn. I may have connected with them on Facebook or interact with them in a group on Facebook. So sending them a message in LinkedIn saying, hey, here's a great article that I think would be helpful to you. Just keeping top of mind and it's important that you are you have well, if you have a really good CRM or have a really great spreadsheet as companies I've worked with in the past need me to work off of a spreadsheet. So you are tracking and timing everything. So you know, okay, I spoke to them on Tuesday. I need to do send something on Friday to keep top of mind because at some point they're gonna be ready to make that decision. But along the way, you want to make sure you're somewhat asking questions and keeping them. Um, involved in a conversation. So it's not just, are you ready now? Are you ready now? Are you ready now? Yeah, I agree with you. Yeah. You don't want to harass, like you said, no harassing, but like continue to build that relationship and um, go from there. Right. But make that follow-up, you know, I know we do follow-ups three days and then we wait four days, then, you know, seven, 14 and everyone, every business is probably different, but um, super, super important to be on top of that because there's so much money being left on the table if you don't, right? People make decisions anywhere between the the fifth to 12th touch point. Um, yep. Sometimes, and, and that's if you're really doing things and, and, and are informative, sometimes it may go as far as 20 times. Uh, that's the reason why you see the frequency of, of TV commercials. Because that right. in some way, that is a touch point. They're getting the message if they're not fast forwarding through a uh, with their DVRs. But it, it, you, people need to see and hear things and think about things a number of times. And the timing has to be when they're ready to make the decision. And you want to be, again, staying top of mind so that that moment, you're the pre- person that they want to call. Absolutely. Yeah, I love that we touched on that because that's so important. I just in every business, and I think so many businesses like don't stay consistent with the follow up, and that's where they lose out, right? So, Absolutely. very important. So, tell me, Howard, um, what would your opinion be for 
or I guess what's your favorite strategy for organic versus um, paid ads acquisition, sorry, paid acquisition with clients? I think you have to have first and foremost, a strategy because Mm -hmm. it all works within the right strategy and within the right budget. Sometimes you, it's important that again, it's important for every company to have a marketing budget and to really keep putting money into it on a regular basis so that when something comes up, you can invest money to learn different things or that you can schedule different things uh, within a, a campaign. I think separately is when you're scheduling a campaign, you then want to map out, okay, I'm running these ads in July and August. I'm taking a break. I'm doing something in October, November, but I might be doing something organically on a regular basis. That, that, that breaks into your social media strategy and you really want to be targeted and because social media can really waste a lot of time and be stressful when you're not seeing the results. But the key is, first and foremost, who is your prospect? And so right. if your prospect is, is 100% female and you're just on Twitter, for example, maybe you need to step back and say, you know what, maybe I should be doing something on Pinterest. Maybe I need to be doing something on TikTok and it's and, and making sure that the hashtags and different pieces go along with that are really tailored to who you'd want to be finding you and, um, and really come up with something great. It's, it's amazing. I do this, this interview show on a website called dailyadbrief.com. And I speak to advertising agency executives and executives and companies throughout the, the world on a regular basis. And I love the when the conversation turns to TikTok because of how companies are using it and getting results, just being real and just being very short form and, and uh, in front of people that, uh, that a, a general Facebook ad can't do for you. So it's right. really knowing what you are, looking at your talents, really finding different ways to communicate and, uh, and, and having that strategy that's so everything's scheduled properly. Absolutely. And I totally understand like with the TikToks, you know, those short little clips that grab, grab people's attention, it's, it's huge, right? So absolutely. And it's not too long. And I mean, it's, it's, it's an amazing. It's not all lip syncing and, and dance moves. It's, there's a lot right. of you can do on TikTok where initially that's what everyone heard about and thought about. And it's still there, but uh, it's, it's mixed in with a lot of other things. And I find some amazing things on there that companies are doing. I agree. I agree. So Howard, tell me about, you know, how to create revenue explosion and how you do it in your business. I know we kind of touched here and there, but do you want to dive in a little bit deeper in regards to that? It has to do, again, I'll, I'll keep repeating the word strategy because you have to have the right strategy to, to get right. anything accomplished. So when you are a solopreneur and you are working with individuals like I am, and I work with uh, small business owners around the country to address their marketing needs, but also really the operational and, and sometimes emotional needs in the process of their business. So you really are finding different ways to connect and prospect and communicate with people. I'm going to events. I'm speaking at different uh, events and, and some conferences. Um, I do my own podcast. And a lot of times I'll, I'll have people on there that I think could be good clients in addition to telling their story. I, I'm a storyteller uh, throughout my career and in, in, in the different things I've done. And I love being able to tell the stories of small business owners in, in uh, small business marketing then and now. But it really is a great way to learn what people are up to 
and you can sense what the positives and some of the challenges they had. It's, it's, it gives you that, that cold call feel doesn't exist anymore because now there's some sort right. of level of friendship because you've spent anywhere between 20 to an, over an hour talking to someone about them and their story. And so now you have questions and maybe there's that, that with the strategy of, okay, let's set some time up afterwards to, uh, to talk. That's a lot of things came up in my mind. I'm writing them down after we, uh, we speak, but I'd love to share them with you and, and see where the conversation goes. I love it. I love that. Now with the people you bring on your um, podcast, are they, are a lot of them dream customers that you potentially um, maybe would, you know, join your program or um, that you would offer your product or service to? Um, is that a lot of the guests that you bring on? Someone it's, that could potentially be a good dream customer? It's a mix, but it leans that way. And I say that okay, every yeah. while there's someone who, based on the conversation I've had, they would be a really great guest. I, I don't like using the my podcast as a teaching and promotional mechanism. So they're, they're, I, I want to hear the raw story of people who... They, they, they left working for this person. They couldn't take anymore. They started their own business. And they didn't know what they were doing. And I told my friends and I got about five sales, but then everything stops. And then now what do I do? Well, I didn't have a website. So I built it. And then the story keeps building as that comes on. Um, right. I did have one person for, as an example, who I had on as a guest on, uh, on Daily Ad Brief who worked for LinkedIn. And then she started a LinkedIn coaching business. But oh, wow. because of the of of her angle of how she approached things, I thought she'd be a great conversation while talking about her launching her business, the different t- tips and tricks that she uh, she could share about LinkedIn because small business owners should be on LinkedIn, and they hopefully they're using LinkedIn in, in some way, shape, or even if you are a brick and mortar that's that's selling widgets, there's something you can gain from networking through LinkedIn. And mm-hmm. uh, there's, a, there's a great guy. I, I actually, by fluke, I was one of the first 50,000 people on LinkedIn uh, almost a couple wow. of decades ago by the, by the timeline. And uh, so it was a really, it was a secret weapon for me when a lot of people weren't on it, but somewhere I was able to get by the, uh, the, the, the doorkeepers, the gatekeepers in, in the process. And people couldn't understand why, how did I get to speak to this CMO? Well, they were on LinkedIn and I was able to connect and, and get my way through uh, using right. that. So, there's there's a lot of ways to approach the right guests and each podcast is different, but uh, I've definitely made some really good relationships that's turned into business for me in the in the process. And some have just been ex- exceptional conversations that right. become great networking partners. Absolutely. Absolutely. This all sounds amazing, Howard. Uh, my next question was going to be kind of leaning towards, you know, how do you go about your, um, and I know we're touching a little bit here and there and kind of going back at times, but monetizing, tell me about your monetizing with your podcast. Well, there's different ways to monetize a podcast. I don't Mm -hmm. run advertising. I'm the advertiser. So when I went, when, uh, when I'm, uh, starting the podcast, I'll say it's brought to you by profit master business solutions. Uh, okay. In the intro outro, there's a little pitch that goes along with that. Mm-hmm. But the way to monetize a podcast really is to create two things. It's either creating clients from your guests or getting that type of following so that people are, they're, they're listening to you, they're, they're followers that, you know what, there's something there, there's some way that he can help me and right. I want to learn more. 
before. So I've had people reach out because they've listened to the podcast. I've had uh, an interesting situation now where there's some conversations going on. I think falling more on the networking piece, but it will end up hopefully that they drive business through that networking. I had a guest and I give her credit because she didn't cancel. And she shut down her business three days before our interview. And wow. the story was fantastic. And she's been sharing her the link to, to other people and other people in very significant positions because of her network. And they've been really intrigued of, of the way of it uh, helped her tell her story. But in, in short, she, uh, she started a business and she had, uh, she was trying to help her, her, her staff through COVID and all those period. And then she, she didn't have some of the right mechanisms in. And when she put them in, she realized they were stealing from her and they were shortchanging, uh, shortchanging her and taking money on the side. And, she eventually had to fire them all and shut down the business. And now she's kind of rebooted herself, but it was, it, it's, it's, I don't, it's going to be hard to ever top that interview because there was just so that amazing story. and so honest. Right. So, uh, right. and that Varna, uh, the, just them being open and really telling their story, you know, cause a lot of us, well, I know a lot of business owners, um, are scared to talk about their story, you know, and the struggles too, right? You know, sure. and we always see people that are just completely successful, you know, and that doesn't happen overnight. And I think when you can open up and be um, open to telling the, uh, talking about the challenges and the struggles, it speaks so much louder than just the success stories, right? You know, um, I think that's very important. And it's why it comes a little more of a challenge for me to find guests sometimes because I there's there's a, a number of different sites you can go to and put something up and I have people requesting to be on the show all the time, but right. they're not the people I want. I want the people really not never a been guests before, and it's such a raw conversation for them. There's, there's a lot of honesty as opposed to really scripting out. This is this is this is talking point one. This is talking point two. This is talking point three. It's it, it is it's really learning about the person and uh, enjoying their journey. Absolutely. Now with your guests that you bring on, I, and like, I totally relate with you um, in regards to, you know, you can't, you don't have all the time in the world to interview every single person trying to come on. Do you have a certain criteria that you follow for bringing on guests? Like, or do you just check out their LinkedIn to see if they're a fit? How do you go about doing that? I've started a few things. I actually put a post up on Facebook and a number of different groups, small business owner groups. And I, and in it, I had an image with a kind of a checklist of things I'm looking for. I'm looking for small business owners that, that want to tell their journey, uh, journey story that have a revenue of at least $500,000 or more. Um, mm -hmm. That kind of pulls people away. Cause I have one, in all honesty, I have one that I've kind of skipped down a couple of times in editing because it, I misjudged some of her answer and she was not the right person on the podcast and she just started and there's no revenue coming in and I will put the podcast out, but it's not in the flow of some of the ones I've had right now. So right. I want, and, and I also want to make sure I, I really don't want to be interviewing coaches and people who run advertising agencies because yeah. that's not the story that the podcast is, is trying to tell. So then I'll get people, I guess, did someone try to find a backdoor angle. Well, I also do real estate. Well, then I pull him up. Agency owner is clear what he does. So um, the, the, his, his, he may have a nice story on real estate, but it's not the story that I'm trying to share. It's not what you're looking for. Mm -hmm. yep. Yeah. And I think it's so in another huge importance in regards to having people on your podcast is being very, very crystal clear on who you want to bring on, 
what kind of business owners, what kind of people, you know, get really crystal clear. Um, because I think in the end, that's going to, that's going to be whether your business grows or it doesn't. If you have, if you know, and you're crystal clear on the people that you're looking to invite on as guests and just get clear on that niche of people that you're, like you said, we were talking earlier, you know, you're, you're finding a, a small business owner with a great story, you know, making 500,000 or more in revenue. And it's important to really narrow it down and, and, and get clear on which people you're looking to target or, um, bring in, you know, attract these quality people, because that's at the end of the day, that's going to be a way to grow your business. And we do the exact same thing. And it's, it's important, very important. You said the keyword target, because the same way I'm looking at guests for the podcast, business owners should be targeting who their audience is. If you have someone who doesn't have the funds for what your offer is, it may be a nice conversation. It could be a good networking partner in some way down the line, but it's not going right. to get you immediately. And, uh, and that's, it's, it's, it's how you're just spending your time and utilizing your time wisely. Absolutely. I was just going to say it's, you know, that time management and you got to be wise about it because, you know, your if you want your business to grow, then you got to just, you know, it'd be nice to be able to interview everyone, but if it's not going to help your business, there's just, you know, you're, you're, you're kind of wasting your time, you know? Um, Cause look at all the time I, too, because I, I, based on my experience in radio, I like editing my own podcast because I can get rid of the ums the way I want them to, or keep them right. based on where I think it, it flows better. And, but it'll take me for, if, if the conversation ends up being a half an hour, it will take me over an hour to edit the podcast at some point afterwards. And then the right. graphics, all the pieces go along with it. So that's time too that you have to measure in. Um, there was one com- one I, I stopped before we started the recording because it's clear he told me one thing before that, that I booked him because of it. And then as we had our conversation in the beginning, it was the whole story became started on Ravel and he didn't even have a business. So I wasn't really sure exactly what his, his, his purpose was, but right. I couldn't spend more time on it. Yeah. And you know, that happens too. Often I'm going through leads and I'm like, Oh, I accepted this interview, but this is not going to be a fit for what we're doing um, or what we're looking for. And it happens, right? And um, yeah, it's just being very uh, careful in in regards to you know who's 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 the guest you're bringing on, and uh, really looking deeply into that before jumping right in, right? Um, so that makes a difference. And I also Another thing the- I was gonna- go ahead. Very quickly, the, what, what helps me is that if there's someone who like has an agency or, 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 or even a coach sometimes, because I have that uh, online TV opportunity, sometimes I can soften the blow and say, hey, it's not a right fit for the podcast, but here's a link. Why don't you register? And it's a five-minute interview we can do. And here you have this nice little TV clip that you can then utilize in, in different ways. That is a fantastic idea. That is great. I'm really happy you're utilizing that because that is great. It's a nice way to follow up and get back to them and, you know, keep that communication open as well, instead of just create the relationship, no, you know, low yeah. bit and, and they, yeah. they get the exposure that way. And as I was doing some note taking on it before I'm, I'm this week, I'll go in on Wednesday, do my recordings. I'll hit my 300th interview that I've done for this wow. uh, segment. So it's, uh, it's, I, I enjoy doing it and I enjoy the exposure that people get from it. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, tell me a little bit more about, you know, I know we were touching on coaching 
and coaches and agencies and stuff like that. What is your biggest dislike about the coaching in 2020 or 2022? <laughs> what year am I in? <laughs> well, well, the problem in 2020 is you couldn't meet people. <laughs> you, right, right, right. You had to go through all the, all the, uh, to start the whole process online. And you still have to do it now too. It's a little blend of everything. Um, mm-hmm. I think it's, unfortunately it's getting saturated and it has been saturated for a little while where there's a lot of people who well, I, I don't want to be, you have the, all the people escaping from the office. Hey, I'll just coach and do this. You have to have the experience to do it. I'm amazed seeing that this, people who I know don't have the experience who are trying to, to go out there and do it. So that's always a challenge for those who end up working with them because I don't think they're getting in, they're, they're making an investment and then it becomes a challenge. Well, coaching, coaching doesn't work. Well, coaching doesn't work because unfortunately you said yes to the wrong person. Um, mm-hmm. But Coaching is incredibly important. I think it's important that everyone has a coach in one way or the other. I think more so if there's opportunities as you're starting your business to have a coach, someone to guide you through the process and get you started is incredibly valuable. I I keep saying that the the foundation of most businesses are the first four sales they made. And there's your pillars right there and you start going, but there are things you did not implement along the way that you should have. And now three years later, you find some cracks in the foundation because of it. I have a, a book I've been working on. I have not finished yet. And my goal is by the end of the year to finish it called Small Business Owner 101. It's the course that you didn't take in college, but you really needed to. Apparently, because college doesn't teach you to be a business owner. It teaches you to be a, 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 an employee. So right. there are things that you need to do to guide you to, to get the business started. There's a checklist of things that you need to do and, and get yourself ready uh, legally and, uh, and mentally and, uh, operationally for your business. And then it's now how you're going to start to market yourself. Right. Right. Absolutely. You know, and I'm excited for when your book comes out, because I think it's going to be a huge hit. You know, it's, it's great that, you know, you're, you're, you're hitting all the spots that they didn't in college. Right. So, um, that's incredible. I'm super excited. When, when are you about to launch that? Well, we're at almost uh, now October, scarily. Um, so I'm hoping by the end of December, this is finally completed so that we can get this out uh, beginning of the year. Wow. Wow. Right away. Oh, very exciting, Howard. This is so exciting. Um, I guess another question I would, I wanted to kind of touch on would be, you know, if you were to double your profit and revenue, say in one year, or sorry, double, or I guess we could say triple as well. Um, what would you have to change? What would be some new challenges that you might face? Because I know going to another level, there's always a different set of challenges, right? To get there. Sure. So, And I deal with this all the time. Part of the, the pitch I had been doing is I, I can triple your leads, double your sales and find hidden revenue in your business. And mm-hmm. primarily that's being done because of the way people aren't running their business and their marketing. Again, if you have right. just a brochure or a website, you're not actually creating leads and prospects and having conversations with them. And just making that kind of a switch can really start to double and triple your revenues because you're, you're getting people who are coming to you. I've clicked on your website and now I want to talk to you instead of going to find someone else. So some changes are very subtle that can, um, can really get you on track. Um, when it comes to me or other coaches, a lot of it really has to do with just making sure you are speaking to those who are capable of making a decision and capable of, of understanding that it's important to invest in themselves in their business. So that's why I fought, try to find best places for me to, to be in front of 
just speak to this audience because I know I can help people. I've been helping people my entire life, yeah. whether it's been in, uh, I have an education background in, in, in teaching in different ways and, uh, and within the different other positions I have done. And I ran a customer service department for four years. So there's a lot of helping wow. I was doing there in the, in the, uh, in the, the health club industry. Um, and then working live events. I worked four and a half years for minor league baseball team. So there's a lots of different interactions that you have with people and, and helping them to enjoy their experience. So yeah. it's all about finding those who I know that I can help. And once, and, and then, and I can expand my revenues based on how much I want to expand my calendar. So mm -hmm. that really is. And then there's other concepts after the book comes out, that could be additional, there'll be additional revenue from the book, but some other pieces have come along there as well. So it's, again, it's a lot of strategy. So I'm working on my own strategy and my own ways that I'm going to be implementing things and uh, making sure that I'm sticking to that strategy as well to make sure things uh, come out in the positive end uh, with, when things are, uh, are actually happening. Beautiful. I, I like the way you worded all that. It's, 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 it's interesting how many people that, you know, do see the value on what you, you can offer them. And then how many people just don't have the belief and they're afraid to, you know, invest in them and invest in their business. You know, I, I think it's so important for them to be able to see and believe in the value that you have to offer and like being willing and open, open to learning more and, and understanding more about what you have to offer them and how you can change your business and how you can change your life. Really? You know, um, that's huge. Yeah. It's great when you see that light go on, that's okay. I'm, I'm ready for this. I need this. And then there's right. some you see that I, I need this, but I can't figure, I don't know how to afford this. Um, but there's, there's some of it is, that's the honest truth. They can't afford it. And some of it is they haven't answered some of the questions correctly to understand that they can't afford it and they can't afford not to invest in this because right. how much more so is their business going to be improved and their, their life better and their revenues higher six months a year from now. Right. Yeah. About and, vision. Yeah. It's all about vision. Yeah. Tell me how does how does it work with time management within your business and and you know being the host of this podcast how does that work I mean do you find yourself you know running out of time or not having enough time or um, just enough time or more than enough time how do you how do you feel about that So the recording part I have just enough time I, I schedule an hour I spend the first fifteen minutes um, kind of having this in, initial chat and asking some questions that I'll re-ask when the, the recording starts. And um, I have it, so I'm, I tell them it's a minimum of 20 minutes. So after we've hit 20, I'll mark down what time we start. I hit 20 minutes. Then I'll base the conversation, go on to be 45 minutes. It could be 28 minutes. It's based right. on where I see the, 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 I can sense where we've, we've tied everything up in the timeline. And then right. I'll, give, I'll wrap it up and, and have them a chance to, to share ways that people to, can connect with them. And, and the bigger challenge with my schedule is the editing. So that does take time. I've, I've added to where I'm trying to have two episodes come out a week. So because okay. I've backlogged with a lot of the recordings. So um, at some point I will have to probably 
relinquish the reins of the, of the ums and, and have, <laughs> I hired someone else to do the editing for me as, as, as this goes on. But uh, it's, it's just, it's trying to keep with the schedule. And uh, if there's a variation in the schedule, again, I'm, I, have, uh, I have three kids with schedules that sometimes interrupt mine. And right. uh, that could cause me editing at two o'clock uh, in the afternoon or, uh, or 6.30 in the morning to catch up because okay. things can get done in the, during the day before. I hear you. So as you know, this would be a good uh, little change of conversation, actually. Tell me how you juggle, you know, being a, a father of three and, you know, also the CEO of, of your business and um, the host of your show. How do you juggle all that um, the best, I guess, because you're making it work. And I just want to know, you know, what's the best way to go ahead and juggle it? Because I know a lot of people listening are also parents, you know, who have a show and have a business and, you know, it's a lot on one plate. The key is to have a schedule and stick with it. The color, right. whether it's color coded or I, I do, my big thing is alerts. I'll, uh, I'll set an alert for an hour before everything okay. that I have. And so it will, it was like, it's like the snooze when you're waking up. So I know that, okay, now it's 43 minutes away. Now it's 17 minutes or whatever the, the time comes up. So I'm watching what I'm doing. So I know I have the time I have to wrap up and do it. There's times there's uh, because of some changes within specifically my daughter's schedule. And she's, uh, she's very active in, in dance. And uh, again, she's performing in the, the local nutcracker uh, so very short. She has a very interesting schedule and I do a lot of the driving back and forth for her. So there is juggling that I have to do, but that only works when I have this all blocked off in my schedule and then my, uh, my, all my different apps work properly. So there'll be times when I have something blocked off where I'm going to be somewhere and lo and behold, I'd sent out my, uh, my calendar app and someone booked something exactly a time where I know I'm going to be in the car driving yeah. and it's a glitch and sometimes it happens. So you have to address those, but most of the time that works out perfectly that people know that here's the time in the, in the mornings when I'm available for, for scheduling or do some things in the evening. And, uh, yeah. and if there's, I tell everybody, if there's a problem getting something on my schedule, let's talk, we'll figure something out. And I'll just do it manually. Absolutely. Yeah. And just blocking off those times that you're not available. I, I, I can totally relate. I think, uh, you know, our first time we were supposed to jump on the interview, something happened, there was a glitch and uh, we had to reschedule. So <laughs> uh, thanks for being so good about that, by the way. <laughs> it's, 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 it's part of life. Yeah. Um, so I know we're running out of, uh, we only have a bit left on our episode here. So we're running out of a bit of time, but one question I really wanted to jump into before we get off of here is, you know, your, your main focus and desire, uh, for your, I mean, with your business and your podcast for this next year. I think for the podcast, I, I, um, I just want more real people. I want real people to tell their stories. And hopefully in, in, in turn, there's the people that I can help in one way or the other, uh, in the process. And um, with my business, it's, it's finding those right clients. It's, there are times when you're speaking to someone and I think we all had it. You, you have a slot open, you need the revenue for the month and you see you're, you're booking with someone who you know that you can help, but there, there's going to be pain in the process uh, based on personality, based on, on reluctance. Um, and, and you get that. But then there's someone you're like, I, I want to help this person. This, and this person can go from good to great 
just with like some tweaks and some monitoring of the things that they're doing. And it, it's so rewarding when that happens and, and working with the right people and their appreciation for seeing their life change, their business change is, uh, is really, a, it's an emotional feeling and it's, uh, it's a great feeling and you want to have those on a, on a regular basis, the, the wins and high fives, so to speak. Right. So uh, it's, it's for, for me, it's, I'm, I'm, I, I love who I'm working with now and I'm looking for people uh, quite similar to, uh, to help change their lives and, and uh, refocus their businesses. Well, I love that Howard. And this is great. Like, honestly, yeah, you know what you want. You know, the people you're looking for, the business owners that you would like to work with and the people that you know, you can help. And you, you sound like you're crystal clear on, you know, you know who those people, what kind of people you're looking to bring in. And um, so that's huge for a business owner. So that's amazing. Well, I, 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 I love what I do. That's, that's what and being, being able to do something that you're so passionate about makes all the difference too. Right. So. And there's fun things along the way. Again, the, the podcasting, the podcasting came from the TV piece because I, I, I was working the last agency I was working for and that's who I go do these recordings for now. They were doing an entity for themselves to, to okay. uh, bring in the prospects. And for, at first I was just producing and getting guests. And then a, a, a host didn't show up and this was live. So they said, okay, why don't you host today? So I quickly had to learn the, the process and learn the people. And it's five minute interviews. So it really is just getting a sense of who the person is, what they do and serving up softballs for them to hit it out of the park with every answer. For, and right. and the, it, in, a, in a really nice TV setting, and then here it's a, it, it's it's a little different more because I'm really speaking to for content for the website that that we've created. And it's, it's a different type of business model, and uh, but these the conversations are so short that I, I'm left wanting for some of these people to, to talk more. I've, I've spoken with some really amazing people, some that worked on some great projects and, and ad campaigns that we've all seen over and over again. And after five minutes, it was over. So the podcast, I can, I can determine how long I want to speak to someone and, uh, and, and talk. So it's, it's, it's very enjoyable. It's perfect. Absolutely. I agree with you. Yeah. Well, Howard, this has been absolutely such a pleasure to have you on today and sharing all of your, you know, all the information, all your valuable insight. It's incredible. So thank you so much for taking the time out of your day. I know you have a busy schedule, so it honestly means so much that you were able to jump on my show. And I hope to have you back on in the future at some point or another as well, just to see, you know, how's everything going now? And, you know, what's changed? What's different? What's working? <laughs> so really exciting to, you know, have you on today. But for anyone looking to connect with you, Howard, what would be the best way to go about reaching you? Sure. And, and uh, th this really was great. I really enjoyed being on with you, Brittany. So uh, I'd love to come Good. back. <laughs> oh, Whenever great. You do want. <laughs> um, the best way to reach me is my website is ProfitMasterBusinessSolutions.com. If you see three S's in the middle, you did it correctly. And uh, if you want to hit me up on, on LinkedIn, Howard Walpuff on LinkedIn is W-O-L-P as in Peter, O-F as in Frank, F as in Frank. I'm very active there as well. And uh, you can check out, again, my podcast is Small Business Marketing Then and Now. Just type that into uh, to Apple and it'll pop up. And uh, if you go to dailyadbrief.com and click on Marketing Champions, that's my segment on the, on the website. Beautiful. 
thank you again, Howard, um, for jumping on today. And I can't wait for the next time you're on again. All right. Well, Brittany, thank you so much. And enjoy the rest of your day and everyone else as well. Thank you so much. You too. You too, Howard. Group, if you're listening and enjoyed, please like and subscribe. If you're a six-figure or higher entrepreneur looking to come on the show for an interview just like Howard did today, please go to top100interviews.com. We'd love to have you on as well. Catch everybody on the next episode. Bye-bye. Hey everyone, I hope you really enjoyed that episode. As always, if you want to listen to more daily interview content, make sure you subscribe. And here's three ways I can help you in your business for free. One, check out my video on how we're building a pipeline that produces 30 plus prime sales calls every single week using podcast setters and a basic interview funnel. And this is actually how I was able to quit social media forever. You can go to podcastrebels.com forward slash setters. Two, if you're a six or a seven figure entrepreneur with a podcast, we actually want to interview you on one of our top 100 shows. Head to top100interview.com and then three, download our podcast closing formula. It shows you how to create a podcast sales team that books out your sales calendar each week using the podcast closing client attraction method. And you can go to podcastrebels.com forward slash podcast formula. Now at podcastclosing.com, we help six and seven figure entrepreneurs with podcasts create a system for predictable client acquisition without relying on paid advertising or social media by building out podcast sales teams. Now, if you want help turning your podcast into a high ticket client acquisition machine, then book a call with our team to see how we can help. Go to podcastrebels.com forward slash chat. All right, guys, we'll see you in the next interview.